Welcome to Shortcut to Sunday. I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And this is your podcast for April 17th, 2022, Easter Sunday. And uh, we are coming to you not live on behalf of Holy Family Episcopal Church in Fishers, Indiana. Bruce, he is risen. Christ is risen indeed. There we go. That's uh, that's what I was, I guess I'm supposed to say the Lord is risen. No, well, it all depends how you want to reenact your Roman passwords. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be led into the into the uh, uh, spiritual speakeasy. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so actually, he is safer. He is safer. Got, got it. Got it. Yeah, we don't we don't need uh, unwanted attention because you know, otherwise, <laughs> sorry. the Lord is risen. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Whack. <laughs> Whereas if it's he is risen, it's like, what, your, your brother woke up finally? Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, finally, from the slumber. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're, we're as, as we're recording this, uh, you are still uh, uh, fresh-faced and <laughs> yes. relatively uh, relatively unscathed by Holy Week. Uh, Not a mark on me. We'll see how you are next week <laughs> when, we, That's right. when we record. Uh, might be the shortest recording ever. Uh, um, monosyllabic answers. Exactly. As 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 wonderful as Holy Week is for uh, for 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 most everybody else, yeah. uh, Holy, Holy Week is 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 a I don't want to say a slog because that's not quite oh, right, no, but it is it it it's a lot for for uh, uh, the, the the celebrants and and uh, people who who put on the services it's it's a lot uh, we so it's, offer them we don't put them on that's a fair point that's a fair point who participate in yeah. in, in organizing and 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 uh, uh um yeah I, I i think putting them together is still that's okay a, to say. A, a, an okay way to say it yeah um but uh but yeah it's 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 uh, the busiest time of the year. Uh, it is, um, but it's beating also... out Easter or beating out Christmas by just a little bit, I think. Yeah, uh, with Christmas, the only the only time sometimes that feels busier is if there's a lot of social events leading right. into it. But right. yeah, the the Holy Week is definitely the most intense set of worship in the Episcopal calendar, and love it. I gotta say, with good reason. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, and we'll get into it mm-hmm. uh, a, a little here in in, in the. Um, in the readings, um, uh, but um, if yeah, you, we're if, skipping to the good part. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, if you if you participate on Palm Sunday and Monday Thursday and Good Friday and Easter Vigil and uh, Easter, uh, Easter Day, Easter Sunday, you do hit all the points in uh, the gospel reading, and you realize what a whirlwind of events. It actually is. I mean, yeah. we're basically recreating that that same whirlwind feel exactly uh, uh, through through the church service, and it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. And when you think about what the followers of Jesus were going through, yeah, it, makes it, your head spin. Yeah. Like we we have the benefit of like, oh yeah, I remember this from last year, right? And I will. I know I will, where this ends up. I, if I'm if I don't pay attention uh, as thoroughly as I should this time. It'll come back around, right? Uh, Wait but till next year. One can only imagine uh, being in the shoes of experiencing it firsthand, yeah. and uh, yeah, would make your head spin. I mm-hmm. mean, just you know, whiplash uh, from and we don't not even, knowing what's going on. We don't even do everything that yeah. took place during Holy Week, yeah, because um, on Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Jesus was teaching in the temple. And mm-hmm. some of his greatest hits of teaching 
were given. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that would be enough to totally fry your brain to trying to remember all these things and be moved by the spiritual truth of them and all that. And then it really heats up Yeah, when they rest and well, with the last supper, you rest crucifixion. Yeah. Not to give away the ending, but the resurrection. Oh, no. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he was alive the whole time. <laughs> well, no, there, there, there are sects out there that do say it was all an optical illusion, basically. Because mm. they could not handle the idea of God giving up authority to the extent of being willing to be killed by a human. Well, there's that. I, yeah. I, I think there's also uh, uh, that also kind of c- comes a little bit from um, wanting to th- be able to make things make sense. Yeah. Uh, and, and one can understand. I mean, you read through. We I think as a parishioner, as a churchgoer, as a Christ believer, like your brain makes sense of it. But I, I think it's fair to say, like, if you pause and really, there's still a a large amount of mystery mm-hmm. and um, a lack of understanding. Well, yeah, but why? Why this way? Yeah. Why this way? I mean, it it that, does that make the most sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all our own little <laughs> mini judgmental gods over <laughs> in our corner. Like I would have done it differently. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's still there's still to this day uh, when you think about it, like, oh, gee, why, yeah, yeah why because, this way? And or and and that's why that it is important sense? to do it every year. Yeah, so to speak. yeah, it's the it's the most uh, it's it's the most uh, interesting, controversial, mm-hmm. uh, uh, important, um, um, amazing event of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally changed history. Yeah. In, in, for eternity. Yeah, for eternity. Um, so uh, we'll we'll aim our bar a little lower <laughs> as the church. Uh, and uh, but we but we do have uh, um, uh, services taking place seven o'clock on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in person. Yep. And we will uh, be, yeah, in, in, uh, in, in the evening, 7 p.m., uh, also broadcasting that live on our YouTube channel, HFEC Videos. And then 8 and 10 o'clock in person and 10 o'clock uh, will be broadcast live on Sunday morning. Uh, so lots of, lots of opportunities mm-hmm. to delve into some of these mysteries, uh, um, only a fraction of which will we have time to cover in this podcast. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it, we're just, we're just going to do the Sunday readings, uh, Sunday morning readings. Uh, and we'll, uh, you'll have to, you'll have to tune in. You'll have to tune in to get all the others. Um, or, or look through the back issues. Yeah. We, or, or go to, to, to uh, uh, podcasts past uh, yeah. to, to, to see some of the other readings. But, but because it, that becomes a little bit harder because Easter moves around every year. So it's not like, oh, just subtract a year. Yeah. Was, what's the closest date? And if that won't be it. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be educational. It'll still be itself. educational, highly <laughs> worthwhile, except for two years ago. That one, we oh, that that one, it was awful. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, that might, very, that very well might have been our best one. Who knows? <laughs> so you ever get through that FCC <laughs> summons? <laughs> yeah, they were really angry. Uh, 
I don't know why. I thought you could say that on the radio. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Maybe it was made worse because we're a church. Uh, but uh, so uh, we'll go to uh, this week in church history from here. Uh, and um, um, you will be surprised to note that uh, uh, it doesn't. We don't go back to the crucifixion or arrest crucifixion <laughs> of Christ technically through through my resources. Uh, I don't know as if do we we have specific known dates for for those just general. There have been lots of guesstimates uh, yeah. through history. Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Guesstimates, yeah. uh, we could come close, but though, okay, Be, it's somewhere close to the Jewish feast of Passover, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the Synoptic Gospels and the Gospel of John don't agree on whether. It was leading up to or was Passover. Passover. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, but it's still within a few days, and so you you just have to take your guesstimate as to how old was Jesus, right? When it take, took place. Look up Passover for that date, and you know within a you know, a week or two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the... But it could be, you know, there's a year's worth three or four years at least range that it could take place. Gotcha. Because nowhere does nowhere do any of the gospels reset by having and now we're in the year da. Right, exactly. Exactly. You can take some of the context clues of some yeah. of the other things that are written, but sometimes even the gospels don't I- agree as to in what order do yeah. those things take place. Yeah. So uh it becomes a little tricky. So And part of that is to remind us that it's a timeless set of events. Right. It's yeah. not it's not sloppiness or something. Yeah, also also the exact day does not is not the point. If you're if you're focusing on what actual day it was, uh you're missing you, the forest. The, the, the the, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not the to point. Put it nice not the thing. biggest not the biggest issue yeah. of the millennium. Uh, what do I put on my t-shirt? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was there. Um, so, but I will. So we don't go back that far. But I will go back all the way to 326 uh, AD, which is uh, sometimes for these uh, the, this day in church history, uh, we don't go back that far right. very, very often. So it's interesting that we have um, things that do date back that far. Uh, we see in 326 the death of Saint Alexander of Alexandria. It was appointment uh, as patriarch of Alexandria years earlier had ensured that the heretic Arius would not fill the position. I'm a sucker for heretics. <laughs> a good heresy. Uh, a good heresy. Uh, always an interesting story uh, behind those. Uh, so, uh, but Alexander had treated Arius with consideration, but fathered Athanasi- Athanasius, uh, the great champion of Orthodox Christianity, who will succeed him as patriarch of Alexandria. So. Um, but uh, that's the death of Alexander of Alexandria, who Alexandria was not named after. Uh, it was a right. different Alexander. Um, 387. Uh, I, I literally kept this one in just because I love the names. The baptism of Augustine of Hippo Woo-hoo. on Easter Eve, according to his writings. Uh, Italy, according to his writings, this was also interesting. Italy observed Easter on the 18th of that year. Uh, but under the rules of the Council of Nicaea, it should have been observed a week later on April 25th. So as we kind of yep. uh, alluded, like uh, actual date, not that important. Uh, although I'm sure at that at, at that point in time, uh, 
heresy worth death, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, uh, there's differences, uh, 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 there have been for, for centuries and centuries. Uh, we zoom forward, uh, to 1695. Uh, we see the death in Mexico city of Sor Juana Inés de la Cruz, one of um, Latin America's most renowned, uh, female thinkers. She had written secular and religious plays and poetry in Latin, Nahuatl, and Spanish. Wow. So, um, which is a name uh, uh, that I, I don't recognize, so I wanted to, yeah. to give it some attention. Um, so, Sor, S-O-R, Juana Inez de la Cruz. I'll try it. Okay, yet again, there's one I want to look up. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and, and how cool to, uh, to, to find somebody who wrote in Latin, Spanish and uh, uh, what I'm going to assume might have been her native language of Nahuatl. Um, may or may not. Well, probably that may or may not have been her native language, but it certainly would have been a prevalent a regional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, very, very interesting. Um, so I'm, uh, that's that's on the list to look up further. Uh, there's actually. Uh, nope. Never mind. I was going to say the authority for that date. Is Wikipedia. So <laughs> I was kind of hoping it'd be something a little more substantive, <laughs> but that's all right. That's even worse when it has a little thing. <laughs> you know, notation required. <laughs> right. Uh, 1713, William Law is suspended from his pulpit for nonconformist views. This is uh, 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 this is what I keep telling you you need to look out for. Uh, he will become famed as the author of A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life, which is the name of his writing. Uh, but his book, uh, Power of the Spirit, will be even more angelic, uh, angelical, evangelical. Yeah. <laughs> um, 1725, John Rudge bequeaths 20 shillings a year to the parish of Trisel in Staffordshire. Boy, come up with a more English-sounding really? uh, uh, city or town, uh, that a poor man might be employed to go through the church during sermons and keep the people awake <laughs> and also keep the dogs out of the church. So I, that, I actually had heard that one before. <laughs> 20 shillings a year to hire a church bouncer. <laughs> Not more of a church poker. A church poker. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you, you're... I was, thinking, I was thinking more of the keeping the dogs out of the oh, out okay. of the church is the See, bouncer part. But as a priest, I'm more interested in people being <laughs> kept awake during the sermon. So I mean, hey, uh, I don't mind dogs. historical context here that uh, that could go into the budget. Yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> there is a precedent. It, it has happened before. Um, and since we're Episcopalians, it happened in England. So it happened in England. England. <laughs> so if it was good enough for, oh wait, no, we don't want to go down that road. Um, <laughs> in 1909, after celebrating communion, missionary pastor uh, Willis Hoover resigns from his Methodist congregation in Valparaiso, Chile, uh, declaring that he is separating for reasons of conscience from the organization of the church, but not from Methodism. The following month, he will become pastor of the newly formed Pentecostal, Pentecostal Methodist Church in Valparaiso. What uh, year is that? Uh, 1909. Okay, yeah, because that was the international Pentecostal movement. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I'd be interested in learning more about his uh, the the uh, uh, conscience reasons mm -hmm. of separation. But uh, um, interesting that we, we have a nota notated history mic drop of sorts like <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, i take communion and i take my lead mm -hmm. <laughs> um and then uh finally in 1947 
Harold John Okenga, Charles E. Fuller, and Wilbur, Wilbur Smith meet to discuss founding an evangelical seminary, one of the crucial meetings and contacts that leads to the establishment of Fuller, Fuller, Fuller. Theological Seminary. So, In Los Angeles, yeah. Yep. Well, well. Yep. So, and that is our, our This Day in Church History. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. What? Yeah, it is interesting. How seminaries... Well, I hope so. Because <laughs> you're about to say it, so it's better be. Um, that seminaries are founded often around a, a certain perspective theologically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then evolve and then people start fighting about it. <laughs> I, I as know, we all do, as, as we all are want to as do. As humans do. <clears throat> and so I'm just saying I knew Fuller. I Even in my lifetime, um, I've seen Fuller Seminary go through some of those changes mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. as they've, I'd say, evolved somewhat away from the strictest evangelical viewpoints and uh, a lot of people objected to that and so they're yeah. now in the process of negotiating how basically how conservative do they, can they be and still be evangelical got it and they're, they're not an episcopal seminary they're an interdenominational right. seminary so um, i'm glad i don't have to worry about that but because it's all it's really hard yeah yeah yeah, it, it, it's hard to sit somewhere in the middle, I guess. I mean, right. I, I, I don't mean to to, to make a, a, a more left or right idea, but just literally like you're trying to find the middle of mm -hmm. opposing views. And that's that's hard. Yeah. And for a long time, Fuller was the only seminary in Southern California that was accredited to give PhDs. Hmm. Um, so... And so they had, through the second half of the 20th century, a pretty broad student body. And some of the older alumni were like, that's not good. Right. <laughs> and some of the younger alumni, wait, that gave us a richness that didn't keep us from being evangelical in our beliefs and practices, but helped inform those even better by having an Episcopalian in a classroom or something. Anyway, that's a tangent. Yeah, no, hey, that's all right. I I, I did take a, a brief moment to remind myself which what PhD actually stands for. Oh, uh, piled higher and deeper. <laughs> <laughs> actually, yeah, an, old, an old academic joke. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's Latin. Uh, uh, philosophy doctor. Yeah, doctorate of philosophy. Yep. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. So, uh, well, let's move to our first reading yes. of the day. And that's going to come from uh, the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verse 17 through 25. For I am about to create new heavens and a new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, but be glad and rejoice forever in what I am creating. For I am about to create Jerusalem as a joy and its people as a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and delight in my people. No more shall the sound of weeping be heard in it or the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. For one who dies a hundred years will be considered a youth and one who falls short of a hundred will be considered accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build 
or another inhabit. They shall not plant or another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be offspring blessed by the Lord and their descendants as well. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, but the serpent, its food shall be dust. They shall not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. Um, chapter 65, Isaiah makes me believe this is the third. Oh, Isaiah? yeah. Yeah, it's the second to last chapter. I got you. Okay, almost done. Almost done. Almost done. So um, for those who, who might not remember, th uh, third Isaiah uh, means uh, I'm referring to the fact that the, the book of Isaiah m seems to have three distinct authors. Right. Uh, um not all attributed to Isaiah right. done in the stylings of, is that fair to say? Yeah. 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 The yeah. stylings of Isaiah. Uh, and so the third author is uh, about like kind of what, during the journey back and re and actually returning back to the promised land. We, the scholars believe that they've, they've arrived back in the Holy land okay. and this, it, Third Isaiah is an encouragement to get busy rebuilding the country. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and especially rebuilding the relationship with God that was so hard to main, even maintain, let alone deepen, while they were in captivity in Babylonia. And it makes sense uh, why then uh, um, I the, the, why God through uh, the, the author here uh, is saying, "Hey, uh, don't don't think about." how it used to be right? right because that's old also, also you know these people know how that ends yeah <laughs> and well. don't don't you know as you're mentioning like getting back to work on uh rebuilding and kind of uh creating their their own nation again um yeah that would be a that would that would be a potential um thought in the back of Every, yeah. every every Jewish Why person's head. Why should we head. bother? Why, yeah, there's just going to be someone else, or the Babylonians are going to change their mind about mm -hmm. letting us go. Yeah, and well, yeah, reel us back, take us back to Babylonia. Yeah, so one of the things to think about is, well, yeah, from from the time the country of Israel was even considered by humans. They were in the shadow of mighty empires, yeah. the pharaohs in Egypt, the Babylonians, the Greeks, and not too far off the Romans mm -hmm. um, in the time of in the time of Jesus. So, yeah, I wouldn't blame anyone for saying, look, yeah, it's all going to get kicked over again. Why build the sandcastle? Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it is interesting, though. There are a couple of things here in this passage that... Um, on, on the face of it, aren't true at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, no more shall there there be an, an infant that lives but a few days or an old person who does not live out a lifetime. <laughs> I'm willing to bet that ha that still happened. Uh, Since uh, we know it still happens today. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, and, and for one who dies at a hundred years, will be a, considered a youth. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, and there's no way 
to play around with, well, a lifetime really meant 40 years or something. Yeah. This really is supposed to be a hyperbole. Right. That shows, that takes us back to the time right after creation of everything when people did, when by the Genesis story, people were living tremendously long lives. Right. And then... I'll leave it to everyone to go back to Genesis and read it to see why it shifted. Mm-hmm. But it, it's to take people back like to a time when really everything was as good as things could possibly be except for in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a little bit after that that people lived long, long lives by the metaphors of the story. Right. So yeah, people are going. Oh yeah. Oh. So 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 in other words, it's to draw the reader back to um, uh, a time like this. This is narratively like creating this this vision, this image of almost like returning. Oh yeah, yeah. Getting closer uh, to to God and 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 God and being more like you know the fabled times of old, uh, uh, kind of. Yeah, and you know, when things were 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 so good, we can't imagine them. So here's yeah. just a couple examples. Right, right. Like almost, almost in a way like fairy tale like of like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, you don't know anyone who was around then, and anyone you know didn't know anyone who was around right. then, and anyone they knew didn't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but stories abound of you know well and that it's as as sunlight first hit the earth like you know but like that that uh that drawing you closer to your own creation uh, um and kind of feel and to show that that the one true god is so loving and so powerful that that is not a distant memory for god Mm -hmm. but instead god can invoke that and remind us of it and therefore, hopefully, we have a sense of a fresh start and all potential and possibilities lay still before us. Yeah. We yeah. don't, you know, we are not fated to always be knocked over by a bigger empire. Right. Um, what about the end of this reading? Uh, the wolf and the lamb shall feed together, the lion shall eat uh, straw like the ox. Uh, um, it, uh, it, it's language that at first reading my brain puts together with like, uh, almost, almost end of times language kind of, because uh, I feel like that kind of vibe gets reused in, in, <laughs> or are you a pessimist? I know, right. <laughs> I, but I, I feel like that's, you know what I mean? It kind of has that, that vibe or feel help me out here. Come on. <laughs> um, but. What what is is this invoking some specific imagery? Is this is this yes? Okay, it it's coming from it's a quote actually of First Isaiah. Okay, um, it first appears in chapter eleven, verse six, following in Isaiah, but it's also supposed to remind us of the Garden of Eden. Okay, it is and all was peaceful, and no one had to toil to be fed mm-hmm. human or animal or plant i guess so yeah it's um is that the reason why it says but the serpent its food will be dust yeah 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 so you're like okay, so it really is, is a story it is, yeah it was really 
drawing um, direct uh, correlations to like we still hate the serpent though <laughs> we all agree well the lion's fine the wolf is great lambs are so cute <laughs> the serpent can die <laughs> die just doesn't get to have pineapple you know it's food dust. being dust <laughs> yeah. uh, doesn't look good for the serpent yeah yeah and it is one of those things of oh everything's idyllic but you still gotta look out yeah because temptation and evil will still be out there hmm. Hmm. that the god's never going to destroy human free will and so part of what we have to be willing to do as humans is to um even when time well especially when times are good keep an eye out for ways in which the world is trying to draw us astray from being loving people hmm. Hmm. um and it's interesting, it doesn't say, and you get to eat the serpent. I mean, the serpent is still not having to work for its food, doesn't get to kill other things. Mm -hmm. We don't, you know, we don't get to kill a serpent because it tastes like chicken and we miss eating chicken. It does taste like it chicken. It does taste like chicken. Yeah. I've had it a number of times. Rattlesnake, anyway. Um, so... It, it still has that. Yeah, the server will be there. You don't get to kill it. Yeah. You just have to live with it. I I have to admit, I really like the uh, language used in verse 23 here. Um, because, boy, isn't this still true. Uh, or, or, or doesn't this sound familiar? Uh, they shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. Never uh, have we intentionally borne children for the calamity that they bring. <laughs> I don't know what this imagery is that Isaiah is trying to like, you know, those people who just like want screaming kids uh, for, for, for just, just the pure calamity of it all. Well, you, you might like the alternative translation even better. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sudden terror. <laughs> oh, God, they're everywhere. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, what, but. In all seriousness, <laughs> sure, sure. What that's a reference to I guess is I'll try. kids being massacred by invaders. Oh, okay. Oh, right. that, well, then now I feel like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's nice that you personalize the scripture. <laughs> so that's what they're talking about. Yeah. I was sitting there. I was sitting here going like, like, well, we're, we're not going to do that anymore. I'm like, God, when did you ever? I mean, I mean, I know that like. <laughs> It is it is a truth of many a parenting story that that ends up being what happens, but no one does it for that purpose. Um, life's boring. <laughs> life's boring. Let's have some some kids. To Let's have some draw on the wall on the walls. And um, but yeah, uh, okay. So this is more uh, this is more talking about um, um, wanton wanton death and destruction. Uh, uh, and yeah. and how those things will, will and fall and away. innocent victims of mm. um, massacring armies. It does make me wonder because um, I'm trying to remember the next Romans come next, right? Or does no? I think the Greeks do. The Greeks do next. Yeah. yeah. So it does make me wonder um, what the original 
readers uh, uh, when they, was there a generation that was like, you know, those writings from uh, the third Isaiah, not my favorite, <laughs> had it for a little while. Quite. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, like if it had to take like a generation or two for uh, 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 love and understanding uh, or, or comfort to come back through uh, writings like this. Cause you know, it, 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 it was, it's something, this is more strikes us many, many years later as aspirational and like, right. and, and something to strive towards. And there's some Christians who even feel that this is not speaking of what happens on earth at all. Yeah, I can see that. This is more of a... a What's heaven like? Yeah, exactly. But exactly. that, that's a that's pretty tricky because you know, part of what Paul wrote in his epistles and most theologians agree with completely is there's no marrying or giving birth in heaven. So why talk about it here if this is a heavenly vision? It can't be. Or are we wrong? And there is marriage in heaven. And <laughs> or are we Mormon? <laughs> and, and why would my wife want to do that? <laughs> I, do I can say for all eternity down here on earth, <laughs> I'm fine with with that because it will still be finite. <laughs> all time? <laughs> Maybe we go single. <laughs> Maybe we go stag to this party. Doesn't Bethany listen to this? <laughs> Shouldn't you be no. more careful? Oh, no. okay. <laughs> Only when you were recording in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah. Um, so what's it worth it to you to ever not listen to this episode? <laughs> I would, I would, I stand by my stand. <laughs> I double down on this. Um, anything else about this passage, though? Oh, gosh. Um well, it it is repeated images of um, you're not always going to be the simple prey of invading armies. Yeah. Um, and it's image after image of you know, you're not going to plant and have others eat of your fields and things like that. So it's in that way very inspiring to many people today of what is the imagery of a just society. Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be a supernatural reality. This actually is within the realm of human potential mm -hmm. if we'd only do it. We all have to be on the same page on that though. Yeah. That's the trouble is it only takes one country saying no. <laughs> No, I do like that fruit that you've yeah. been growing. And I will have it. Thank I you. I will take that field. Exactly. Uh, well, let's move on to our psalm reading for the day. Psalm eight, oh, 18, 118, verses 1 through 2 and 14 through 24. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. The Lord is my strength and my might. He has become my salvation. There are glad songs of victory in the tents of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord does valiantly. I shall not die, but I shall live and recount the deeds of the Lord. The Lord has punished me severely, but he did not give me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. 
This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, a lot of familiar phrases uh, in, yeah. in there. Uh, let's start with any historical context for Psalm 118. Do we have any ideas to uh, what it was used for, where it came from? This is probably another kingly psalm. Okay. Um, unknown who that king would have been, but one who is proclaiming to the to the people of Israel how great God is mm -hmm. with the subtext being because I'm good. <laughs> I'm a good king. Gotcha. And um, so when you when you say kingly psalm, uh, it's literally the king saying it's literally the king saying this okay because i was more kind of imagining like uh the 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 poet laureate writing for uh you know the mm -hmm. installation of a new president like that kind of a that kind of a deal in it's it you're correct up to the point where it's the speech writer rather than the poet laureate gotcha okay so it, it, this is coming from the voice of the king right but very who funny. I'm sure wrote his own piece. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure he was uh, uh, this versed in in Jewish poetry and and song, uh -huh. as well as a fine administrator of social yes, services. Yes, yes. And his hair was luxurious. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, th so this is um, like a. Um, more kind of like a coronation ceremony speech, uh, kind of in the old victory or? speech, victory, and, gotcha. and in part because the part we skip between two and fourteen mm -hmm. describes the victory over other nations. Oh, okay. So that that's the context of saying, yeah, this is the victory parade with the king giving this, well, probably singing this song. Gotcha. Of victory in um, international battle. Hmm. Very cool. Uh, Which was a gift from God. Sure, 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 sure. Um, so there's a little bit of focus here on 15 and 16 on the right hand of the Lord. Um, is this the king talking about himself? Um, Does the king see himself as the right hand of the Lord? We don't know. Okay. It depends on the translator. Okay. And there there are translators that will put that in quotes. Yeah, that's in quotes on, on the version I have. Yeah. And so that um yeah, so it's the king saying it, but there are others that say no, this is a description of God. Okay. And it applies to everyone. It's not that one person is the right hand of God. Where's the left hand in any of this poetry? Like, what does the what does the left hand of God do? Well, because it seems like it's always the right hand. Well, in traditional Mideastern society, the the right hand is the good hand. It's mm -hmm. the skilled hand. That's the dominant. It's uh, dominant. It's what you eat with. It's what you greet others with. The left hand is what you do things that are unclean. 
Interesting. Yeah. So, so are we implying that God has an unclean hand? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, that, that's yeah. That's one of these things where if you take the image too far, it does become ludicrous. But well, that's kind of my job. <laughs> <laughs> that's your calling. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, what is that? Why? Why this? Why the phrase? Does the phrase even make English sense? The right hand the Lord does valiantly. Does valiant valiantly does what? Does everything valiantly? Does good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like it might my, my my and I understand that this is translated, but like, wouldn't we want to translate it into something like? the brain makes sense of <laughs> like this is like the right this is like kind of like the, the the saying saying like uh the right hand does good it it did done good <laughs> you know what i mean like it just doesn't yeah i mean one of the challenges of um using the revised new revised standard version mm. of the translation is that it tries to do as much as possible a word-for-word translation gotcha. rather than use too much editorial discretion. Right. Uh, so that if it has an awkward construction, then that tells you then the Hebrew, it's a bit awkward. Um, and, and remember, these are songs. Okay. And so it may be that fit the instrumentation. To make that's that's a good point because we do we do see that in in music and lyrics yeah. uh, a lot uh, as well not not proper English um, and we, we see again because yeah it's ahead. even weirder in Hebrew okay <laughs> <laughs> had a melodic sound uh, when sung uh, perhaps um, it, well I mean if Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I could picture this. As, okay, let's say the birds mm-hmm. or Bob Dylan, maybe even Joan Baez. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The voice, I like the language you speak in right now. The voice valiantly does valiantly does of God. The right hand is exalted of God. The right hand of God works and declares. I mean, that. Yeah, it, it yeah, can yeah, make yeah. sense as like a oh dude kind of lyric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and I guess that if, if that's the literal translation, yeah, then then or or, or a little bit closer to the literal translation, yeah. then saying valiantly together in such close proximity kind of invokes this this thought of an understanding of like, yeah, the thing that behaves this way is this way. Yes, like it. Yes. You know, that the valiant God. thing behaves valiantly. That is the nature of God. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. That's a very good way to put it. Okay. That, yeah, I got you now. Okay. Come on, translators. It, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kinda, yeah. Now I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to have to look up in some other translations I have, the, particularly Jewish ones, to see how they played with it. Some yeah. More. Um, we see again, I think we had this last week uh, as well in, in our psalm reading, uh, the stone that the builders rejected yeah. has become the chief cornerstone. So so another reference uh, to, to that phrase uh, mm-hmm. specifically. And one, one thing that um, in reading a commentary on this psalm, 
an image that hadn't occurred to me is the cornerstone when when building well when building the cornerstone is at the peak of whatever you're building let's say an arch okay um the chief cornerstone isn't okay I, when i've read this through the years i thought of the ceremonial cornerstone where you put in the old newspaper or the current newspaper. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's holding, it's foundational. Yeah. 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 It actually in stone construction at this time, the chief cornerstone referred to the stone that was at the top of an arch. Right. It's the one that like kind of curves like outwards and like, holds the two, yeah. uh, the, the two columns together. Right. Uh, at take, the top. Takes the weight and if it's shaped properly, holds the whole arch in a way so that it is extremely strong. Got it. And if you reject a stone, it's on the rubble pile on the ground, perhaps even underground. Mm -hmm. But the chief cornerstone is at the highest point of weight bearing. Hmm. And so it really is a, a neat image of what's exalted and what's discarded. Right. So when it says the stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, uh, one could use such a phrase in a multitude of different ways. Mm -hmm. So this being a kingly speech, he could be saying, I'm, I'm nothing. Like I've been elevated to this position, uh, but I'm, I'm, he may even be the stone that the builders rejected. Uh, but yet elevated to this position yeah. of kingship, yeah. And he and and this would be, then be a statement of how seriously he takes it, mm -hmm. and uh, how um, uh, how much he may feel he has to show that he's earned. You know what I mean? Yep. And, and and treasures this this position that he's been put into. Yeah, and this this same Hebrew term is used in other places for a chief. Okay. A leader of people. So yeah. yeah, you're completely right. Okay. So, and, and which is why, um, I mean, oh, we have to remember only later did this get associated with Jesus. Right. Uh, uh, the, yeah. The, it was used repeatedly through the Hebrew scriptures to de describe other people, usually yeah. nameless, yeah. but to describe other individuals. So it, it was really more of a, a commentary on, on humble beginnings right. and, and, uh, kind of a through line that, that, uh, that God does make in old Testament writings of picking someone not expected right. uh, to do something great exactly. or it, it, yeah, to do the, to, you know, to do something surprising, like the, just, just not what you would expect. Yeah. And to become the, the strong, strong person that holds every, holds the community together. Right. Right. So interesting. Yeah. Anything else about this song? No, that's good. <clears throat> Well, let's move on to our gospel reading. Uh, shocking no one. Uh, here's the story that we are going to have here from Luke 24, uh, verses 1 through 12. On, but on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when, the, when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. 
Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. Um, so in Luke's account, uh, it's the women who go to the tomb. I believe that's the only one. Is that the only one where it's them? No, it also takes place in John. In John? Okay. Um, and <clears throat> I'm just double checking to make sure I'm right. All four Gospels. All four Gospels? Is it? Okay. Yeah. I knew Luke uh, has a has a strong uh, 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 female uh, presence in his writing, so I wasn't sure mm -hmm. if that was a, a little bit more unique to to him. Um. So, I'm. It's it's still to this day is a crazy thing to think of just trying to put yourself in these shoes, and then to top it all off you have to deal with the dumb men who don't believe you <laughs> yeah. at the end of this, at the end of this, uh, this reading. They're like, no, no, no. Um, yeah. Mary, Mary, Joanna, myself, the couple other ladies we went, uh, as you can imagine, we don't have the strength to roll away this, this stone. So little, little shocked to see it open. Definitely not there. Uh, and, uh, and yet they don't believe him. Right. <laughs> yeah. And what's interesting, again, again, I'm using that phrase. I'm sorry. But it's in Luke, he, Matthew and Mark have Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James. Uh -huh. Luke has a greater number of women mm -hmm. and they're still not believed. Yeah. And then John, the last gospel written, has only Mary um, and she's not believed. So yeah. it's one of these um, dynamics where it doesn't matter how many women are witnessing this, the results the same. Hmm. The men won't believe them. Yeah, even though um, even though we had a we had the reading uh, just uh, the other week, um, which will come into play for Monday Thursday, but the the washing of of Jesus' feet with the perfume and yeah. and, and and her hair, um, how we had the conversation about. Um, preparing him for burial. Yeah. Uh, possibly implying that they understood what was about to happen. Um, mm -hmm. So um, it's it's interesting though that uh, there's still this the, the 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 commonality whether it's the men, the women, the apostles, other people they still need to be reminded of like, Hey, don't you remember? Yeah. And they're, they're, we literally do in a lot of the gospel readings, pretty direct statements from Jesus about like hinting at, at this outright saying that this is going to happen. And still, uh, um, it still takes 
two in this in this account two men in dazzling white outfits uh, 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 appearing and reminding them of Jesus' words of like, "Hey, no, no remember I was going to die." Remember he said the thing, he did the thing, and you 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 washed his feet. You know him, we know him. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Can't we all we, agree we, this is what he said? Right. Did you forget? It was only three days ago. Yeah. I mean it was only it was only uh three to get three days ago uh that, that some of this stuff happened. Did you did you forget? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um and it is it it's interesting though i it's interesting also to me though that the story is really peter's the only one i mean i who who goes and says what i gotta check this out. i gotta see this like yeah yeah like even even me even if i were to put my sh- shoes in a skeptic uh believing this to be what, what was the phrase an idle tale <laughs> yeah uh like all right, all right, all right. Easy there. <laughs> I I still find myself in the position where I would be curious enough to go and and see. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, uh, how is it that only Simon Peter? Well, in and the disciple that Jesus loved in the in the John reading. Oh, in the John reading, it, it has both Simon Peter and the other disciple. And we talked about this, I think, last year, that the that the other disciple who doesn't have any name anywhere in the Gospel of John outran Simon Peter, but stopped and let Peter go in first. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. The, the and, you know, we feel that the acknowledgement that Peter was the first among equals of the apostles. Gotcha. So, so th- then that kind of does then imply that. If, if if Simon Peter is first among the apostles, then then perhaps the story goes like, no, oh, this is idle talk. Peter, you're <laughs> yeah. you're in charge. You're the you're the, the the head guy now that Jesus is gone. Uh, you go uh, verify that this is well, hogwash and yeah. And in and remember they they just watched Jesus have this horrendous death, right? And so it is kind of uh, Peter. <clears throat> You're our leader. Go out there and see if anyone else is going to get right, killed. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Go, go out there and tell us if the bad guys are gone. Yeah. <laughs> We're right behind you. We'll be here behind the yeah. locked door. Be, yeah, behind. But, yeah, but, going out there. And maybe get some donuts on your way back. <laughs> right. If you make it. Yeah, so then, it, it, well, if that's the case, then there's a different reason he's running. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah that's actually not unlikely. <laughs> I'll be real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. It it would. I, I suppose that would that would make some sense as to to. Uh, um, I mean, Peter just denied him though. Just uh, uh, like he had that experience uh, mm-hmm. only three days ago. Uh, um, and and to put yourself again in 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 these characters' shoes. Even it doesn't necessarily. It does say that he's amazed, but it does still doesn't. It doesn't technically say that he believes him, right? Uh, so there's there's still all these other thoughts of they've desecrated his tomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 
you know, what purpose, you know, what other sinister purpose uh, is there uh, out there possibly for, for doing this? Um, is this a sign of, uh, yeah, uh, even like the Romans ratcheting it up even a further notch of like, not only are we going to kill you, <laughs> we're going to, we're, then we're still going to come and find you uh, yeah, after that. Which is a huge deal within the Jewish tradition. Yeah. That, it, and that was part of the um, fear of being crucified is that often the bodies of crucified people were not allowed by the Romans to be buried. Right. And the bones would be hauled off by the jackals and uh, other scavengers. Um, and there, and by this point, most of Judaism believed in the resurrection, but weren't sure if you could be resurrected if your bones were scattered right. by the vultures and jackals and such. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was a distinct possibility that the Romans would desecrate Jesus's body. Yeah. Hmm. Um, anything else uh, that we want to point out uh, about uh, this gospel account? One thing just to keep in mind is it, you know, it ends at verse 13 or yeah, 12. Um, and the gospel of Luke's almost over. Yes. It, it, I mean, it may be, well, yeah, Jesus resurrected. What else is there to say? Yeah. And scene and credits. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really how the, the synoptic gospels end. It's yeah. Jesus resurrected. Here's maybe one or two appearances and roll credits. Um, and fortunately yeah, they, as Christians, we have all sorts of experiences of Jesus and we have, Lots of different people, like Paul, writing about experiencing the resurrected Christ in various mystical ways. But it's kind of, to me anyway, it's kind of amazing about there were so few appearances that the Synoptic Gospels write about. Mm -hmm. John refers to, you know, there's so many other things that happened, but I don't have time to write them all down. But... <laughs> Um, which is which is a terrible you know <laughs> author admission like, right <laughs> writing is hard but <laughs> your life would be so much more fulfilled yeah. if, if you had the knowledge of the stories that I have but <laughs> I just I just can't yeah the the last two verses of the Gospel of John are this is the disciple who is bearing witness to these things who has written these things and we know that his testimony is true. But there are also many other things which Jesus did. Were every one of them to be written, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. And yet. <laughs> <laughs> you kept writing for a while. All right. Uh, yeah, so it's, 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 I mean, to me, it is miraculous in the literal sense of the word that the world changed on the basis of, of a couple pieces of paper, yeah, which wasn't paper, of course, but right, you know, papyra or whatever, um, the scrolls. And to me, that's part of a testimony to the power of the Holy Spirit. And you people read those words and go, Yeah, and more, and more. Well, uh, uh, with that, I think we'll call to a close. This is your mm -hmm. podcast for uh, April 17th, 2022. The uh, 
the the, the resurrection of Jesus, the yep, celebration that's of the, the feast day, uh, and. Uh, um, we invite you to this and more yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, throughout the throughout the week. So as this podcast is is released, uh, if you if uh, if you, it's still Thursday before seven o'clock, come uh, come celebrate with us. Uh, uh, seven o'clock every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> no, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, seven, seven o'clock p.m. Uh, services, and then eight and ten on Sunday morning. Yeah. Um, and uh, we look forward to uh, worshiping with you, uh, whatever uh, fits your your uh, your work week and, and, and personal life. So um, with that, uh, I'm Ben. And I'm Bruce. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.